What is the sound of revolution? The question may seem stupid and impossible to answer, but in the summer of 1964, it had a very clear answer. It sounded like Motown. Inspired by the imagery of citizens of Detroit cooling off in the summer with water from open fire hydrants, the hit summer song written by William Stevenson, Ivy Joe Hunter, and the legendary Marvin Gaye had not started out as a call to riot. Quote, my lord, it was a party song, said Martha Reeves, who sang lead vocals on the original track along with the Vandellas. Indeed, Gay had steered the song towards being a dance track, but the first draft of the song that Stevenson had put together was more of a ballad. The single was initially intended for Kim Weston, but ended up going to Martha Reeves, whose first impression was that the song was too repetitive to be any good. Hunter was brought in to liven up the instrumentation, and the end result became bigger than anyone could have imagined. Commercially, the song hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and number four on the UK singles chart, but more importantly, began getting played by civil rights activists. The song featured prominently in Mississippi's volunteer campaign, Freedom Summer, an initiative to get as many African Americans registered to vote as possible in the state. Resistance from white locals turned the campaign violent nearly as soon as it started. Demonstrations became riots, and similar events were occurring in other states and cities in America, all while Reeves' party track played in the background. Rolla Romig summarizes the strangely powerful connection between this pop tune and the social unrest of the time in an article written for The New Yorker in 2013. Quote, The movement lent the song its secondary meaning, and the song with its second meaning fanned the flames of unrest. This song, and others like it, and its associated political meanings did not exist in a vacuum. It was a partner with its social environment, and they both played upon each other, creating meaning that could not have been brought on by one or the other alone. The song, therefore, became a call to reject peace for the chance that unified unrest could bring about the freedom that suppressed minorities all across the United States so craved. End quote. Anyway, in 1985, David Bowie and Mick Jagger covered this song and did a fun little music video where they dance around an abandoned flour mill in their pajamas. That's right, we're talking Dancing in the Street, written by William Stevenson, Marvin Gaye, and Ivy Joe Hunter, and originally performed by Martha Rees and the Vandellas on Bowie Me. That's right, it's Bowie Me, the only podcast that compares famous Bowie-related songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is everywhere around the world. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my brand new co-host. Alex Mildenberger, just kidding, it's me again. It's, yeah, it's you. (laughs) But it's, you know, new year, new you. Yeah, completely, yeah. It's it's been that for three weeks. It's been that for a while, but you know, it still is. Still, still valid. Is still a new year. You know, it's not a new year. It's not an old year until December, maybe. When does the year get old, huh? I mean, I don't know. I'll let you know when the year gets old. Yeah, I guess let me know when you're tired of 2023, and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll mark that on the calendar. <laughs> Alex, how you doing? Doing all right. I've still been off work oh, yeah. for a bit. You, you extended your limbo. Extended my time. limbo um, to mixed results. But, uh, that's I think pretty there is like, yeah, that is like the norm, isn't it? You're like, I'm going to get so much done. Like, I'm going to have all this vacation time and it's going to rock. And then at some point you're just like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Like, <laughs> like relaxing, I guess. But like, relaxing, yeah, but... maybe needed a little bit more foresight. But, uh, for now it's, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just yeah, a little directionless. Yeah, requires um, sound and vision, some, Alex, is what you need. Yeah, sound and I need vision, and uh, it's definitely a relaxing time. What about you? Oh, yeah, it's back, back at the workforce. Always working, never stop. Working forcefully? 
I'm on that grind set. Setting up the grind. Yeah, it's just work, man. Work. Uh, weather's nice out here, though. It, it feels like it already is starting to be spring here in Vancouver. Uh, here, too, actually. We're like... Oh, nice. We're like zero adjacent. That's that's very a big good deal for, for us. Calgary, yeah. Man, my weather app updated. It's so cheeky about stuff now. It'd be like, oh, it's sunny, but it's the morning, so I'm just going to show you a sunny side up egg. That's fun. What a fun little weather app you have. Yeah. I think it's just the weather channel. I don't know. Anyway. Um... When you got big weather channel bucks, you can really flesh out for those flesh out <laughs> yeah. those, uh, those fun images. Yeah, those fun thumbnails or not thumbnails, whatever you Who call else them. Who else are you going to JPEGs. for weather, right? <laughs> Except it's so it'll be like sunflower. I'm like, it's the middle of the winter weather app. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't sunny. know where you're seeing sunflowers. But Alex, what you're saying to me, it seems like, is that the weather is right oh, for dancing. For dancing, in yeah, in the street, not in like water from a fire hydrant no it's not cool yourself off weather no but definitely definitely dancing yeah yeah alex yeah what's your history with song because i really just know the david bowie and mcjagger version and then that's where it really starts and ends it. with me that's kind of i mean i know i've known it you know through osmosis more than anything um and and i remember reading something you know there's a lot of like worst cover ever lists that mm. include this version, the David Bowie version of this song. That's insane to me because it's a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty good. Ver- it's a campy version, like it's very goofy. Yeah, especially yeah. when tied with the music video. But I, I would, I wouldn't call it bad. No, I, I don't think I, I would either. I think it's at least, at least, like without digging too far into it yet. At least mm-hmm. fine. Like I think it is at least fine. I <laughs> uh, um, don't want to so, don't want to show my hand too early. Of course. So you had no idea that this song was tied to the revolution, brother. No, I didn't know about that. But like, it kind of makes sense. And like you said, or like that quote said, like it, it's not part of the song necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's part of the context and and the time the song came out and the time the song was used. Yeah. Um, but really, it's about coming together. In, I mean, it specifically mentions a lot of American cities, so that's probably more relevant. Yes. Um, but, like, just the idea of coming together and, and cooperating is yeah, in, it is, it is in the song. Unity. It's just yeah. like, yeah, come together. We're going to dance in the streets. It's going to so be a good time. Yeah, it's not complicated. Like, even, like, the Martha Reeves quote where she says she thought it was too repetitive to mm-hmm. be good, which I think... I don't think I don't know if there's such things too repetitive yeah. to be Have good. Have you heard but of it, pop music? Yeah, <laughs> but it is very repetitive, and especially maybe at the time, um, you know, before some like really repetitive like dance beats and stuff like that existed, um, it wouldn't maybe be as obvious that such a thing could work. Hmm. And yet this thing works. It is like it's been widely covered. There's there's like cover artists for this song that I'm like, really, those guys did it. Uh, the yeah. kinks, <laughs> like, kinks. I mean, some we're not going to talk about. Like the Grateful Dead, apparently used to yeah. cover live a lot. There's a Black Oak, Arkansas version. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, recently the Struts did it in 2019. The Struts. That was one where I was like, ah, should have got that on the list, <laughs> but I missed it. Yeah, it's so so widespread, and so in that sense, it, it maybe it has achieved its goals of unification of this coming together because. So many people cover the song from so many different places around the world and so many different genres. So it has that going for it. 
Um, it also seems like a predecessor in some ways to All Night Long by Lionel Richie, which I think has a similar vibe of like come together and dance party and dance. Yeah, basically. I mean, it, it's kind of a, I wish I had more examples, but it's like a song topic comes up in songs sometimes. Yeah. Like, let's forget our differences because music brings everyone together. Even dancing in the moonlight, like a very, like one word difference yeah. in the title. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it is its own genre or a trope, I guess, would be the right word of yeah. uh, of music. But this is it. David Bowie covers it originally. Uh, do you know Martha Reeves and the Vandellas at all? No, not really. You big Motown guy? I'm not Motown guy. I'll admit, I don't know much Motown. But Motown is weird too because it is like a it's like a record label, isn't it? Slash production company, and it's yeah. not not typically the framing we use for. Uh, musicians or artists we don't usually go like oh yeah atlantic records it's an atlantic records it's, it's an atlantic <laughs> records joint yeah it but it was it was kind of different i think just i i don't know the whole backstory but like for racial segregation reasons yeah absolutely and i almost wonder if the the label cultivated a particular sound more than others might but i, I don't know if that's true yeah, if it was a little more unified in know. its output. Yeah, I don't know enough about Motown music to that, say that, though. But the Motown music you do know, it feels like it fits a bit of a, that vision. It could be that it was driving a lot of the genres at the time because it was the main producer of those. We're talking, you know, it's African-American-owned label putting out African-American music. So when we think of these genres, we think of the Motown versions of them anyway, right? So it's yeah. sort of self-fulfilling that it feels unified. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, unity, dancing in the streets. Let's, Alex, I got nothing else to say about this. This is another song. We do this, I guess, every Bowie Me now, where we just pick a a song that is somehow out of our depth because of political, (laughs) like, undertones. Last year it was Loving the Alien. Uh, This year it is Dancing in the Street. True. I guess the difference being Loving the Alien is explicit in the lyrics. That's true. This but in Dancing in the Street, it's not really. It's just a part of the song's identity. Yeah, it's just like it's this call to action that was then given a, a like a, a an idea behind it. It's like here's what the actual call to action is. It's very generic in the in the actual lyrics, which we'll get into now. Calling mm-hmm. out around the world. Are you ready for a brand new beat? Summer's here and the time is right for Dancing in the Street. Yeah, I was going through these lyrics and like. The the David Bowie version in Genius doesn't show sections, but the Martha Reeves one does, and it tries to call things like a verse and a chorus, and I was struggling to identify to those structure. things as yeah. such, even though it kind of, especially the way it, it separates it, because like, there's the first two, it's basically like this rhyming couplet, you know, new, new beat, dancing in the street. Um, and then they just like list cities, but that's all called a verse, those two kind of different sections together, so it's a bit bit strange right that's yeah because they do that listing of places twice mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a refrain because they because it's it's sort of the you know they say dancing in chicago and backup singers the van Tellers here dancing in the street yeah exactly so it's kind of back and forth there right so it's almost more like verse refrain pre-chorus chorus Verse, refrain, pre-chorus, chorus. Yeah, kind of. Because I do think the, and you can debate the the validity of pre-chorus, chorus, but those two are two distinct sections that are repeated. So, like the all we need is music 
and the it doesn't matter what you wear sections like those are distinct sections. even if you want to just go like a b c d is what it is here really yeah Four i don't know parts. if it's like verse chorus is necessarily the correct mm-hmm. words but i don't know i've been thinking about song structure lately and i feel like we obviously talk about verse chorus refrain bridge middle eight whatever mm-hmm. but that is kind of limited yeah it does put restrictions on how you can conceptualize a song and structure it mm-hmm and like yeah there is that like repetitiveness that's still in the song and it's like does it really hit those like big enough changes to be these things or is it just one straight line of music baby i don't know like yeah because like what we would call or what we call the verse the refrain and the pre-chorus kind of all sound the same and then the chorus has different so it's almost more like a bridge in that way like yeah so I don't know, maybe it's time to actually learn about song structure instead of just talking about learning about song structure. Hey, if there's anything genius has taught me, it's you don't need to learn shit about anything to have an opinion on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it goes. All right. So yeah, calling out around the world, this is Um, like, that's just hype up, right? Are you ready for a brand new beat? This is a new song, ladies and gentlemen. Like, okay, right on. Like, listen, that's a, yeah. Listen to us. Are you ready? Because here here it is. We're dancing in the street. Time is right for dancing in the street. Because that's when it's uh, warm and you can go outside and dance. And bust out your fire hydrants to to blast yourself down, hose yourself down. Um, Interestingly, this stands in contrast to uh, Summer in the City by the Love and Spoonful, where they're like, it's too hot to do shit until nighttime. Too hot to do anything. Well, you see, they aren't busting open fire hydrants. Fire hydrants. So that's the Love and Spoonful for you. Yeah, more like the the Dumbin' Spoonful. (laughs) Ha. Uh, but yeah, that's it. It's it's time to dance, everyone, outside, because yeah. <laughs> summer is here. They're dancing in Chicago, dancing in the street, down in New Orleans, dancing in the street, in New York City, dancing in the streets. This is a nationwide phenomenon. Yeah, this is, those are three places that are in various parts of uh, the United States, although all kind of on the same coast. Yeah. Is New Orleans an East Coaster? Uh, yep. Chicago even on a coast? Well... <laughs> Hang on here, Alex. I mean, I say, like, in the same third, let's say. It's in Louisiana. Okay, maybe you're right here, Alex, but... Yeah, I've never never considered Chicago coastline. Well, it's it's, it's on the Great Lakes. The Good Lakes, more like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're in the the eastern half. Sure, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I guess they're in the east. Right, and that's why we jump to the west, I guess, on the next one. A little U.S. geography for y'all. Not even. Hope, y- hope y'all enjoyed that. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Detroit, oh, Baltimore, DC. Detroit, isn't Detroit, a little further west. Detroit is a little further west, but not as far west as Chicago. I guess. Really? I can. Well, what do I know about anything? <laughs> it's in Michigan, right? So they're dancing in the eastern half of the United. We don't know what's going on in LA. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's going on in Reno. Yeah, I picked Reno instead. Yeah, of I didn't realize Vegas. Detroit's like on the Ontario border, basically. Hey, the more you know. That. Oh, across from Windsor. Oh, anyway, all right. So I'm just looking at a map. The east half. We Alex, be, all we, we need is music. Sweet, sweet music. music. Sweet, sweet music. There'll be music everywhere, everywhere. They'll be swinging, swaying, and records playing. Dancing in the street. Yeah, I mean, it's describing dancing, of course. Um, I do like. Every once in a while, the sentiment comes up in music, but that music is all you need. Um, yes. Which is, I mean, a sent- coming from the sort of person who might record a song, that probably makes sense because they're probably really into music. So I don't know if it's true for everyone, 
But <laughs> the idea that like, oh, you really need his music. It's a nice thought. I like it a lot. I like it as well. I'm like, we could just go by with just music and maybe like a cheeseburger every once in a while. Yeah. That's, that's the... Uh... Keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know what? <laughs> Hamburger. No cheese. No cheese? Shit, Alex. Yeah. I, I was going to say you're becoming a parrot head. Uh, what's his fucking name? <laughs> parrot head? <laughs> yeah. What of, uh, who's, who does Margaritaville? Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, who also does Cheeseburger in Paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Okay. Yeah, so you, when you said we need yeah. a cheeseburger as well, I was like, this guy's onto it. Uh, that's it. Just need music and cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. That'll be something. Yeah, I've never met anyone who's ever tried to refute the claim of like all you need is music. Like I've never met a guy who's like, nah, music fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm actually the one guy who doesn't like music. I'm like, oh damn. Nice to meet you, I guess. Yeah, it's what <laughs> I'll certainly remember this, if nothing else. Um, sure records playing. Anyway. That's got to be a tough way to get dancing going in the streets, especially if it's... But like it's the only event. way. I, it's all you had back then. Yeah, like... And live music, I guess. You had live performers. True. It's the only way music existed, was through <laughs> records. There was no way to record it, unfortunately. Um... <laughs> Because mu- instruments didn't exist. It was yeah. It's kind of like fossils. We just found them in the dirt. Yeah. So I don't know if they're implying they're like yeah, someone's just knocking stuff off. Someone else is just cranked a a record like they got a record player and like a stereo and a power supply. Uh, yeah. I don't know if tape would have been available. I don't think so. No, probably not in the sixties. It would be like big, big tape reels, which I don't think were practical for right. listening to in the streets. Um, but I guess if you got enough people with record players and open windows and they're spread out enough, you can dance down the street and it'll just kind of be like... You just got to synchronize all the records. Gentle, yeah, gentle fade out. Oh, yeah, you can sync them or it'll just be like... like Far a enough apart. Like a medley as you go down the street. Yeah. The song was not concerned with the logistics of dancing the street in a record. No, it's kind of are. a magical... It's a magical thing. They're just on the street and there's music everywhere. Yeah. Um, and people are dancing. Yeah, and the musical sort itself out, brother. You just, just got to dance. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what you wear, though, Alex, just as long as you are there. Um, arguably, wear something you can dance in. Don't be... Not too many layers. Yeah. Sweat flexible, flexible pants. Or maybe something maybe more shorts, flowy. You know, something flowy, yeah. Hey. And it's hot. Something you can get wet. But you can come, I guess you can come in formal wear. If you want to dance formally, do a little ballroom, it doesn't matter yeah. what you wear. Which I suspect that's there. kind of the idea, is like you don't need to be dressed yeah. up for a ball. Especially yeah, because there's yeah. water, and it's hot that's out, right. so you're not going to want to be in like a tux. But the water inspired this, it's not actually like implied in the song. That there's water in the song. Fire hydrants. <laughs> but you know, summer's here, and the time is summer's right. Summer's here, and the time is right for break-in public property. Yeah. Busting fire hydrants in Chicago. And yeah, partner up, do a dance. It's kind of the same. Dance. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, so come on, every guy, grab a girl everywhere around the world. They'll be dancing, dancing in the street. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I mean, some of the later ones, which is to say the David Bowie McJagger one, really yeah. talk about it in terms of like world. Yes. And that's really the only line that mentions the world. Yeah, well, the rest start- is like American cities on the East Coast. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it starts out with calling out around the world. That's and then true. There it there says are everywhere two around times the world. it mentions the world. But the rest of the world is yeah, it's America, the Eastern, Eastern America. United States, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what is this? You're curious. You're like, I'm hearing this music, but what is it? This is just an invitation across the nation. The world, not, no longer on the plate. No, yeah, we're narrowing. <laughs> yeah. 
a chance for folks to meet. There'll be laughing, singing, and music swinging, dancing in the street. And then another list off of places, Philadelphia, PA, dancing in the streets, Baltimore and DC now, dancing in the streets. Can't forget the Motor City. That's Detroit, baby. Yeah, you got to shout out the Motor City if you're Motown Records. That's right. It's kind of more of the same, right? Yeah. Like you said, uh, it narrows from the world to the nation. But like, and and then it introduces more idea of people getting together and having a good time kind of more explicitly. They're meeting and laughing. Yes. It's like, here's what's going to happen. This is a party event. It's going to happen across yeah. the nation. It's a party to be song. able to. Yeah. It's like, a, it, it literally is an invitation. They're like, meet people, laugh, sing. There will be music. Come on down. And there you go. And I guess just the idea of like having fun in, I guess, an oppressive system is in its own way subversive. It is, absolutely. So even though the song isn't about that, it is about having fun. So if you adopt it, yeah. Yeah, well, hang on now. So that is most of the original lyrics, but I realized the outro on this one here. Way down in LA. Okay, we finally crossed. We've hit the West Coast. (laughs) They're dancing in the street. They form a big, strong line. Get in time. We're they don't care about Portland or Seattle or Vancouver. No, no. But not that Vancouver. Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Or I'm sure there's other cities. San Francisco, I guess. That's a San big Francisco. one. San Francisco, sure, yeah. Um, yeah. The other Sands. Uh, other ones, other Western cities. Uh, I already said Las Vegas earlier and Reno, two big ones. Yeah. You got uh, Tijuana. Tijuana. You got. You got. Anyway, they formed a big. Probably more. There's probably like a couple more there somewhere. They didn't even shout out Spokane. No, they did. How can they not (laughs) shout out Spokane as the biggest uh, wooden roller coasters there at Silverwood? I think Silverwood is in Spokane, is it? I think it's closer to Sandpoint. Ah, you're right. Or Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Um, yes, Alex, but tell me this, across the ocean blue, me and you dance in the street. Are we now involving the world again? The biggest trouble with these lyrics is they can't decide whether they just want to talk to Americans. <laughs> it's scope creep. They keep changing yeah. the scale of this song. Yeah, I mean, really, it's about everybody coming together. They just yeah. happen to only list places in the eastern United States and then L.A. And then L.A. <laughs> Um, on the outro like they forgot yeah, like, what, like, ah, what other places are there like oh, we've only we talked said about motor Eastern city US. motor city you can't forget the motor city of course because that was the inspiration for this song that's like that's the thing that's the thing that's the song that's, that's the, the song words about, about dancing in the street. dancing in the street um what's it sound like though bro what does it sound it sounds like, like a party it's a party yes, song it does. sounds it's like a, party a dance song. party which is apparently the album i took this off of Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. So, hey, the instrumentation by on this is by the Funk Brothers. The Funk Brothers. What do you know about the Funk Brothers? Nothing, dude. I just yeah, saw that either. I had the name here, and so I, I thought I would read it. They're a group of Detroit-based session musicians who perform the backing to most Motown records, actually, as it turns out. That makes some sense. I, see, I was looking up the song, and I was looking up the uh, personnel, if I can mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, and I see the instruments oh there it is there's organ i couldn't find okay oh no this is this is the wrong band um okay so this has three guitars one bass guitar one drums one percussions tambourines (laughs) vibes we have ivy joe hunter on tire iron iron, yeah 
We've got a tenor saxophone. We've Barry got a baritone sax. saxophone. Two trumpets, two trombones. I don't see an organ in there, but here's but the I thing. But I swear I hear one. I hear a fucking organ. Yeah. <laughs> Must be the tire iron. Nah, maybe. I guess it might actually be the tire iron. Because it's kind of like a high-pitched thing. But it sounds too long, like... No, it's the like. It sounds like ding, an organ. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's a like very clear organ rhythm. Anyway, so it's not listening to the personnel, but it seems to be there. It does seem to be there. Um, um, we get the signature horn riff. Yes, bum bum ba bum. Not everyone uses it, but that's uh, to their detriment, I think. I think so. Um, but they also have they have those saxophones. I mean, you can hear that low baritone saxophone uh, yeah. playing some of those bass <laughs> notes. Yeah, pretty distinct. Um, yeah. And, like, there's not a ton of guitar. I mean, there are a ton of there's, guitars. Yeah, there's three, three guitars. guitars but, but, like, the actual guitar part is not all that, um, like, noticeable. It's just kind of like some strumming. Yeah. It's very, it's like rhythm guitar and very basic rhythm guitar. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, that organ thing, which is kind of high-pitched, which I thought, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, is it a guitar? But it doesn't sound like a guitar. No, it sounds like a fucking organ. Yeah. <laughs> and it is worth noting that this is it's 1964, and the quality of production in that year is not True. It's kind of a transitional era yeah. for music production. So it's that's one of the biggest things, I think, holding back this version. I think it's very well done. But it really is. It's, it's such a rich... Uh, setup of instruments. You got so many different percussions. You got these drums. Mm-hmm. You got these amazing saxophones and trumpets and trombones. But like 64's technology just cannot handle all that on a track. So it like it flattens it just a touch too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely has an old fashioned sound. That's mm-hmm. that's for one hundred percent sure. That said, great vocals. Um, you know, you got your classic backing vocals on there. That's in Law Street. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and a good, just a good groove to it. It's simple, but it's this. Yeah, and they've kind of got like a uh, like a backbeat rhythm going on too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty, like yeah, it's a good drive to it, and then it's some good flair on top of it with just, the the horn section. Yeah, I want to say, is it the baritone sax that is playing those backbeats? I believe it is. Yeah, or a guitar, definitely a guitar. There's, like, no way that there isn't an organ on this track. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like understand. Two minutes in, it starts to do some, like, bigger sustains. That's, see, that's when I knew it wasn't a guitar. Yeah, or a tire iron. Yeah, or a tire iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that could be. Unless it's, like, no, it's, some, it's like, keys of some kind, for sure. And organ makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a piano as well. Yeah. Uh, as that is actually, that is in the... Is it in the personnel? Personnel, is it? There's, Maybe I swear I... there's like a piano like gliss leading into like the po- post-chorus thing. Okay. Is there not? Am I thinking of a different version? You might be thinking of a different version. I didn't notice it. I must have written that in the wrong place because I don't hear it anymore. Hmm. But yeah, we've, we've kind of set it up. It's like a... Oh no, there is for sure. Go to like 42 oh, seconds. 42 seconds. Let me check 41, that out. 41, 42 seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a that's piano. Very, that's crystal yeah. clear. That's a piano. <laughs> so there's clearly some things lacking from this personnel list. Yeah. Um, 
or oh, I mean, ooh, yeah, maybe the personnel is the same, but they're not all credited properly. Okay, no, it's okay. I did a lot of notes this week. I thought we were going to be able to talk about another interesting personnel crisis, but that's next week's episode, oh, okay. uh, which harkens back to a classic personnel crisis on, uh, I believe it was Hurdy Gurdy Man, but that's not here. That's... Oh, was that the, like, Jimmy Page thing? Yeah, the, the one like, where everybody's Jimmy like, everybody, everybody was like, this is Jimmy Page, guy? and the one guy's like, I know we all think Jeff Beck did. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. No, yeah, the personnel on this is a little flaky, which, of course, yeah, it was 64. Classic for the time, 64. Yep. Um, But you're right, yeah, there's, like, all these little elements in here, and it all, yeah. it's like they threw everything they had at it because they knew that the recording tech they had was going to compress and, like, take away so much. I guess it's it's almost like a, like a wall of sound technique of, like, mm-hmm. just put so much stuff in it, and if it's arranged properly, it'll work together, yeah. and it might not be each individual part might not be uh, identifiable but it'll it'll work together yeah it'll play well together and it does it's good it's energetic it's got some got some nice little little flares here and there yeah and like the the instrumental track also plays into the repetition of it because it is very uh repetitive and like kind of all sections except what we or what might be a chorus, it might be a bridge, depending on how you read it, um, or neither. Yeah. Um, that's the different part, but everything else is kind of like the same, and like there's not a ton of like build either, other than mm-hmm. the vocals go a little harder in the like later. It sections. doesn't matter what you wear. Yeah, that's the, your yeah. big thing is the vocal power is is leading us through this. Yeah, but other than that, it's like pretty consistent throughout. But it's like we're dancing. Where why why would we change? Yeah. Yeah, it sets up a dance rhythm, and you dance to it for two and a half minutes, two, two minutes, 45 seconds. We fade out so we can put on another dance track. Um, but people hear this song, they go they go crazy, Alex. They say, we, everybody's got to have a version of they dancing do. in the Did street. You see, there's like kind of a music video, but it's like the old-fashioned one where it's just them like singing, and there's a group of people around them. No, I didn't see this. Okay. Talk me through it. That's all it is. That's <laughs> it's it. black and white video. Uh, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas are like in the middle of a room and there's a bunch of people like kind of dancing and clapping. They're really just surrounding them and clapping. Okay. And like, don't look that engaged, quite frankly. You couldn't pay people that much for engagement. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'll clap along. Okay, I see this. They're in a jail cell. Are they in a jail cell? I don't know. They're in the back of a truck, maybe? Hang on. Am I seeing the right one? Who? <laughs> Martha and the Vandellas dancing in the street, 1964. Is that the title of the video? Yeah. Okay, I was watching the first one that came up. You were at the okay. second one here by Warm Music Videos. Okay. Okay, well, it's okay. the jail thing. They've got, a, they've got a great little dance here, um, swinging their arms back and forth. Yep. Yeah, definitely just, like, people clapping. Good on them for performing with people that close to them. That's, uh... Yeah, it's very... They're just, like, in a, yeah, in a crowd, basically. <laughs> And so there's no real context behind what this performance was. No, I don't see. It might be like a TV special of some kind. Okay, okay. You never can tell. Well, I'm, maybe you can, but I can't. Yeah, it's, it's that's largely how you got these like quote unquote music videos back in the day. It was just like TV specials. Yeah. But that's that version. That's that version. Um, we got some cover versions to talk about. Oh, we today. sure do. We're starting it out. We're starting it out with uh, the Kinks in 1965. Yeah. 
Kinks, heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. These are big, big names. Deal in uh, in rock and roll music. Yeah. Um, this is not one of the reasons why, though. Not even close, dog. <laughs> this is... Um, yeah. I was shocked, because they have a couple of songs about dancing that are Tom actually dancing. pretty good. Tom dancing. But that's like a later song. That's like that's much song later. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This is 65. This is their second studio album, Kinda Kinks. Yeah. Um. This is when they were still really just like like a, a B version of the Beatles. Like they're just kind of like a lesser rock band. Yeah. They had like this, it is their second album. So I believe you really got me was already out. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is kind of, this was like, Oh, we need another album to sell. Like this was as from what I was reading, like very much like a, like a, uh, label, like you need more music out. Like, record this right. as fast as possible. And it kind of shows for sure in this song. For sure. Because there's, like, things that you could do to this version, real simple tricks, that I think would help it impact harder. For one, this is a British band. Yeah. Just just fill in British cities and stuff instead. Yeah. I know, I know they all got fucking weird names, but, like... Yeah. But just, you know, say, like, Leicester or whatever. Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> London is a big place. Yeah fucking you could throw in other parts of the uk even like yeah go all the way up to glasgow i don't know yeah. man. there there are options there are options here but yes yeah, somebody said you got to have this track out yesterday and so, <laughs> so the kinks were like we're gonna put this together alex are you a kinks fan in general um i don't know a ton of kinks okay but i mean the, obviously there's some really good kinks songs that like the the stuff that is popular and is permeated the yeah general, they got some real pop hits yeah. and some real just weirdo shit. Yeah, because they kind of had like a weird, like progish era as well. I think, and yeah. I'm not familiar with any of that. Yeah, they got like a two-parter concept yeah. album about like some post-apocalyptic future, and I know a lot of kinks, and I haven't even touched that <laughs> album because I was just like, I don't have the, the mental space for this. Yeah, but yeah, there are hits, and it's not like they were just hits in the '60s. They have hits that span like over 20 Decades. years. Yeah. Yeah. They're an so interesting they're, band. They're a big I don't deal. listen to I mean, they're considered things. very influential as well. I already yes. mentioned You Really Got Me, but that was like a big deal when it came out. Or at yeah, least a big deal eight. for some people who then made other things that were also a really big deal. But it was it a hit, really, really got some people is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> but what we don't really get, Alex, is why they were covering Dancing in the Street with a gun to their head, because they sound so sad in this song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ray David, like, it's not a great vocal, like the in the sense that the timing seems off, even compared yeah. to the backups. Like they don't quite seem to be in sync. Um, and yes, there's like some missing like rhythmic nature. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's weird. It's weird. Like yeah, like recording technology not up from what we, what we had on the Motown no. track, but the amount of instruments in and the amount of energy behind them way 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 down. Yeah, I mean they're, they're they got a rock band set up, so the arrangement of course is going to change to that, but they don't really do much with it either. Yeah, they it's don't just kind of like a pretty basic rhythm. It. It's the difference. It's just yeah, like there's no digging in on anything, so you just get bam 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 bam
And so then Ray Davies, who I like his voice, Davis, right? It's actually Davis. I yeah, I've, I as I understand, he says it Davis. It probably doesn't matter that much, but I have been saying it, it, it is Davis. his fucking name, so I'm yeah. gonna have to trust him yeah. on this one. Him and his brother Dave Davis. Yeah, Ray and Dave. Ray and Dave, what a what a pairing. But uh, so you got them. So that's lead vocals and oh backing vocals. I think my cousin's name is Ray and is married to a Dave. No way. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Alex, is there a wind blowing on your end? Um, hang on a sec. Might be my fan in my PC. It could be. I'm hearing like like wind noises. Am I too I wonder close? if that'll come up in the, if it comes up in the track. Sorry, everyone. Alex loves to put in these little little bits and pieces for me to fucking deal with. I don't know <laughs> what that's coming from. I wonder if it's it, n- it's stopped now. I don't have any sound playing on my end, so I don't know what the fuck it was. Let's not worry about it. Let's worry about the Davis brothers and their band of... We're beating around the bush here a bit, but... Yeah. Like, it's so... Somebody called it, like, a sleepy cover. That was, like, one of the criticisms at the time, and good God, yeah. is it ever. Yeah, it, it's just, like, it's really basic. It's very, like, bare minimum. I mean, it's kind of amusing as someone who, like, is a little bit into the kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's some kinks... Uh, elements that you see in other stuff like the it obviously sounds like the kinks yeah. sounds like the way they do harmonies and stuff it's just like it doesn't really like ever it's not really that good you know yeah it's like uh there's a bit of like surf rock element in there without like without being surf i found in those those harmony vocals oh yeah that's a bit like beach boise 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 um, I wondered if they were trying to throw because it was apparently originally structured as a ballad. I wonder if they were trying to bring some of that like intimate tenderness in here, like oh. everybody's dancing around and you should come with me, like it's the personal invitation, maybe. Well, yeah, it didn't really come across. It didn't really come across. That <laughs> it came across as they needed to knock out a new album in two weeks or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's it's very tame. I don't I don't imagine anyone dancing to this. Yeah, I, like I said, like there's some some rhythmicness missing that would make it that difficult. Yeah, it's like Weird. even the drums, like the drums could carry us somewhere, but they just they're just holding it down. They're just like, all right. Yeah, it's very very strange, or it's not that strange because we know why it happened, but it's unfortunate yes. that it it is um, unfortunate came out in this form. Because yeah, these guys do have some; they can do up tempo. They yeah. just don't do it here. The kinks, man. What are you psh, dancing in the street? No music video um, for this one. No music video for this one. So that's why we're gonna move on to 1968? 78, I think. 78. Because there okay. is a 68 version, but this is this from is not later. It. Yeah, so okay. the title even says, from Space Encounters TV Special 1978. Oh, I didn't read the full it's title. It's a very long title. Yeah, okay. And, like, doesn't fit when you full screen. Or it does it's, when you full screen. Okay. Anyway. The Carpenters 1978. Dancing in the street. Yeah. And, as I mentioned, there is, they've, they've been playing this for a while. There's a 68 version of them playing on TV where they weren't even called the Carpenters. They were called, like, the Dick Carpenter the Dick Trio. Dick Carpenter Trio, yeah. Um, 
he went by Richard later. Uh, but, um, oh, the yeah, where he's like, oh, here. look at the look at Karen. She's eighteen. It's like uh, the description says that. I think I don't remember if he says it in the thing. She's just eighteen. Wow, she she's eighteen. And she sings. Simmer down there, everyone. Yeah. So the Carpenters, the Carpenters, very for a while though, they were like a really, really popular group, primarily consisting of Richard uh, siblings, Richard and and Karen. As yeah. uh, on piano and theoretically drums, but she was also the singer. But she was like really, as I understand, really enjoyed drumming and like considered herself more of a drummer. Weird, because I consider more of like a a lifeless doll that was taught how to sing. <laughs> this is the yeah, yeah. This is an interest. Yeah, that's the it's story. an interesting version. I. I have something against the Carpenters. I don't. I, I don't know if it's just because they feel too squeaky clean to me or something. They definitely are that. Yeah. Okay. I so I don't like that about them. I will say though, they give the Carpenters a ton of money, and that they they do a lot instrumentally with all that money they have. Seventy eight makes a lot more sense for this because I was like, holy shit, sixty eight, and they have this level of like production over. <laughs> Over the yeah, original. This is it's... later in the career. In fact, this I believe this was a, a special that was um put out to support uh one of their albums called Passage. Yeah. Passage, which is the one with calling occupants of interplanetary craft on it. That's uh-huh. important. This wasn't on the album, but it was in the TV special. I see. Um, which is what we're talking we're alluding to. There's a video of this performance. There's a video. Of course. And I and saw it because special. I knew that it was from that. Yeah. Very, very smart. Um, so I, I would say this is a bit more of a return to the original in terms of like the arrangement. It's like there's yes. some new stuff. Um, obviously, there's more prominent electric piano, which is Richard Carpenter. You know, he's the piano player. Um, and then they do a bit more with like the horns and strings. Just I think because it's how like what, 14 years later? Like mm-hmm. you can, the technology's better. Um, by '78, they had nailed down a lot of stuff in terms of yes. uh, recording, and especially in this kind of a situation. Well, I don't know if they would have performed it live or not, but anyway, um, there's just more stuff that they can yes. that can come across. Yeah, they are allowed to play with like the high and low a little bit, so like we get a bit of buildup in the verse to these bigger sections. Whereas in the original, it's just kind of like go, go, go the whole time. And then the chorus is bigger, slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, it, it's a very short version. I think that's mm-hmm. part of that is like it's not an album track. They're just performing it for the special, right? So it's just like we yes. got two minutes. Let's do. Yeah. It's like 144 kind of thing. So yeah, you got like TV money behind that and that shows in the instruments. Yeah. And then you've got... It's actually even shorter in the TV. The TV version is 144, but the um, yeah. uh, Spotify version is closer to two minutes. That's right. But that's because yeah. this guy, uh, the guy on the video here, Billy Rees, says he's edited out the annoying DJ character and replaced the original audio <laughs> so there's no laughter track. Uh, right. So, a bit of meddling <laughs> on this version. <laughs> um, the other thing about it, you already kind of mentioned it, but, like, there's definitely something lacking in terms of like power of the delivery just because that's how karen carpenter sings like it's a very like soft voice Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't have the power or 
bite's not even the right word but like it doesn't have that also yeah, but like that's not that. even necessarily the thing but you yeah, don't need this one to bite but you do need yeah. it to like reach your ears <laughs> yeah but it's it's just it's very like gentle yeah and kind of loses some impact i think because of that up in new york city yeah which i mean that's what the carpenters sound like so this is exactly what you might expect from a carpenter's version yeah of, of this song vocally it is right on track but yeah it it's kind of yeah lacking because of it lacking that but like i do like the instrumentals i like some little funkier guitar licks we get in there i like these big string sections those are all very cool and if you just had some a little vocal punch behind it you could really sell this version <laughs> Yeah, and like honestly, like looking at the '68 version, I thought it was a little more interesting because it's a little more like jazzy. Yeah, you get a little faster on the drums, and you kind of dig into that. Like the there's a little grit from the electric piano mm-hmm. more than anything. Not still, I mean, still Karen singing, so it's still yeah, her voice. Sure. So it's but like that. there's like a little more to it. Yeah, and that is the thing is even with these like these instrumentals, they are all they feel sanded down. Like everything here is built to be non-offensive and like non. <laughs> conflicting right yeah we're like yeah like the motown version is pop sure but we get these fucking saxophones and these horns you can't you can't really soften the punches on those things regardless of what technology was recorded on it's like that thing is going to have a little growl to it a little edge that makes you go like oh yeah we're dancing in the streets yeah whereas this one i feel like it does matter what i wear to the dance <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it better be like beige or light yellow or orange it better be a three-piece suit dancing in the streets with a matching tie dancing in the streets like <laughs> i would get refused from the carpenter street party is how i feel yeah the carpenters would not let you in i don't know if they're still alive though yeah but I do like that it's a tight two minutes. And like you said, it's for TV special purposes, but at least these guys have the good sense to get out of here. Yep. Yeah. It's really just like almost just like filler, right? They need another song for their special kind of thing. Yeah. Somebody needs to get changed in the back. So they're like, well, we'll get some people out here to dance. And let me tell you, I'm looking at this music video right now for the first time in my life, Alex. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of brown and yellow. You weren't, yeah, you weren't kidding about that beige. (laughs) This, yeah, her voice sounds how she looks. Yeah. <laughs> like like a Christian school teacher. Yeah, Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter, man. Jesus, Lord. Um, You got a guy in a shirt with a big C on it. Does the C stand for college? Chicago? Nobody knows. I mean, I would guess Carpenters, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex. <laughs> you know, most people probably would. <laughs> But I mean, Chicago is also in this song. It's in the song. We're talking about the sea that we're calling across. That's right. It's the sea and cake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little little throwback to last week. There you go. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're connecting things left and right here. But yeah, so it is just like this is the fucking whitest fucking version (laughs) of the song. Yeah, and that is saying something. That is saying something because we're gonna get into another white version, perhaps a different kind of white cocaine um let's talk let's do it let's anything else to say about this no 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 nothing else to say all right so let's get into it alex 19 this is 85 david bowie and mick jagger and jagger made for the live aid famine relief cause do we need to explain who david bowie is people might be confused yeah let's i mean he's he's like a singer yeah i think 
Um, he's like he has a, some he's, songs, right? Yeah, he's got a couple hits. He's kind of. I've yeah. always described him as an alligator. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that kind of lizard person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, David Bowie. Uh, if you don't know who David Bowie is. Welcome At this to point, Planet Earth. <laughs> um, he, we, he's a guy we like. He's a, guy, he's a fucking dude we like. <laughs> he's a guy we like. Um, even though we never him. met he's him. pretty weird. cool. Um, and the other guy, Mick Jagger. Yeah, from the Rolling Stones. Yes. Famously from the Rolling Stones. Famously we haven't talked about the Rolling Stones. Stones a ton, but we did talk about... Um, Beast of Burden. Beast of Burden. And, and um, oh, what the fuck is the one? Where he was like the boyfriend in the music video. What yeah. was that one? I don't um, remember. There's uh, wait, the other one with the bullet. It's just oh, a shot yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me shelter. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. So we've done a couple Stone songs. We've done a couple Stone songs. Um, not as many as we've done David Bowie songs, but that's true of not. every every band. Just about every band. We've ever. got a, quite a few Beatles ones. We don't have a Beatles month though. <laughs> that we don't have a Beatles month though. That's true. Yet. Yet, but uh-huh. I, I was gonna do a Beatles song this month, but. Not now. Oh not. yeah, we almost did. Almost did. Um, uh, we're doing this dancing in the street. So yeah, this one's pretty big. Like you said, Live Aid, uh, big international um, a f- music festival. Yes, uh, meant to um, like as charity collected money for it was the AIDS crisis, right? That's correct. Yes. Well, it says famine relief cause here, but oh think, right, okay, no, it was. I think Live Aid also Aid dealt is with in the, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it might just be famine. I don't remember. It might be famine. It was a long time ago. Um, so I supp- find. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. Supposedly they were going to perform this song. I was just about to get into this. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were going to no, perform go this song together at Live Aid, but they weren't in the same country because it was an international mm-hmm. festival. So they were going to do it like via satellite uplink, but there was a delay, so they couldn't get it. A half second delay. Yeah, which and is so a lot. That is a lot, yeah, when when it comes to timing music. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so originally Bowie was going to be at Wembley Stadium and Jagger was going to be at JFK Stadium and they were going to perform this simultaneously. How ambitious for 1985. Yeah. Like, we can, I don't think we can do that now. Now, right? And so, they, unless they were willing to mime it like a Super Bowl performance, they weren't going to be able to do it. And both of them were like, I'm not fucking doing that. Right. David Bowie's famous yeah. mime was against it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Famously studied miming. He's like, I will not do that. I won't. Without speaking? I so then they, behind they flew, I think they flew stuff. Jagger out to Bowie, who was doing um, whatever he was doing in 1985, not drugs, um, maybe cocaine. Labyrinth, I think? <laughs> yeah, Labyrinth. They flew him out to the set of Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, rough mix of this came out in four hours. In a span of 13 hours after the start of recording, the song and the music video were both complete. So there you go. I mean, the music video is pretty basic. Um, they just dance in the street. You know, I, like we were saying before, this gets called one of the worst covers of all time. Mm-hmm. It's on lists, yeah. you know, on the internet, so you know it's real. Um, <laughs> but I also saw it on a list of the best covers of all time. And on, I really do think um, one of the reasons that a lot of people dislike this video, or at least have disliked it in the past, is like... it. It's too homoerotic. Yeah, like it I makes guess. people uncomfortable. It's it is Bowie and McJagger in like very close face. They're pressing their space faces. 
yeah. against each other, and they are they are up in each other's business. They are dan- they're in basically loungewear slash pajamas. Yeah, like weird, like baggy fashion. And in and it is quite like like Jaggers is quite bright, and then uh, like Bowie is in this trench coat and also like silk pajama getup. Yep. Like, it is very homoerotic on many levels, plus a very campy performance on top of that. So about as gay as you're allowed to be in 1985. Yeah, and I, I think that made people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, probably. I think that's why it got such a bad rap. I do it's remember not, like, terrible. Yeah. It's just like kind of fun. Maybe they're just expecting more from these two, right? Rock these and two roll like stars. Yeah, to pull out the campiest cover, like to fully popify this pop yeah. song. It is like oh, really, but also, and I also think a mountain of cocaine was involved in this. It's probably some they cocaine. knocked out this whole project in thirteen hours. Yeah. And if you look at them in the music video, like, fucking Jagger is wide-eyed the whole time, which could just be them having fun with it. It could also be that they're on a bunch of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a decent chance. There's a decent chance of this. This was the last top ten single for Bowie. Yeah. The last one that hit the top ten. The only top ten that Jagger apparently ever had. Which is... Yeah, that... Yeah. I mean, I'm always surprised to hear that, because I'm like, oh, but they're legendary. But, yeah. you know, they didn't play well on the pop charts kind of thing. exactly so that Fair doesn't enough. always play out but this one this one does what others have failed it, it goes international we've got two pop stars here who are saying yes. let's make dancing let's focus on calling out around the world let's call out places from around the world so we open with this like rising whistle and then an okay and then they trade back and forth listing like countries and and Continents, countries, cities, continents, inconsistent. I'd say yeah, mostly they they take countries. the inconsistent scope and Australia's apply that. Kind of both. You're right. It is continent and country, depending on how you look at it. Yes. Um. So, yep. Tokyo, South America, South America, Australia, I France. Like how they just say UK. Germany, UK. I don't know. Africa. I always think I always think the UK, right? Yes. I always put a the in front of it. So I would just never say, just I'm say going UK. To Uk. Uk. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's where he's from, so I guess it makes sense, but it just seems a weird way to say it to me. And then they just do like some like whooping and hollering, and that leads into the main section. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, they're doing like their best Donkey Kong impressions. Yeah, and so you get this with this like like rising drum pattern behind this. Yeah, so it's definitely a more like rock and roll version in the 1985 sense for sure. Yeah, like there's electric guitars, and you mentioned the drums, and yeah, a lot of guitars. Yeah, there is guitars present. But there's that energy behind it. It's what the kinks lacked. It is like it was the buy-in. They definitely have energy, possibly mm-hmm. induced. Yeah, possibly <laughs> chemically induced. induced but, yeah, <laughs> but energy no less. Nonetheless, um, the get, other thing. Get, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they add like the baseline is new. Yeah, it's like inspired by, but it's made more consistent and more recognizable. Yeah. But they definitely, I mean, it's got, it's got energy. It's got energy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's there. You get those big horns. We really get like the loudest version of. Yeah. I mean, it is, as much as it's kind of a weird thing, it's definitely like experienced artists coming together and like 
using that experience to make a thing. And I don't think they're half-assing it, you know? They really seem to be putting a lot into certainly the performances. Yeah, I think the execution is simple, but it's like, what else did the song really call yeah. for? They could have maybe thought out the arrangement a little more. Sure, yeah. But, like, it works fine. It uses the horns riff, and, like, sounds and it, fine. And I wonder what the deadline is under, like, the Live Aid project. I, I, I'm not sure how much time they were given. And yeah. also, given that they had this, this fucking massive satellite uplink live concert plan that just got shot down, I do wonder how much of it was a scramble. <laughs> They'd be like, well, fuck, we gotta... <laughs> gotta we, do something. we put our names on the list for Dancing the Street, yeah. David Bowie, and Mick Jagger. We gotta fucking figure this out. Gotta like, do something. Wear something baggy. Yeah, and meet me at this abandoned flower mill. <laughs> yeah, abandoned flower mill. I wonder if it's still there. Probably not. Um... They add a few lines. Yes, I mean, they do. we already talked about the cities. Um, there's some other locations at the end, which includes a nice little Beatles reference. Yes. Um, shout out back in the USSR. Don't matter where you are. Yeah. Before that, the streets of Brazil. Brazil. Which is, I mean, usually you say the streets of a city. Yeah, not usually Brazil a nation. Is a whole country. Whole country. So uh, I don't know. Um, but whatever, you know. I guess you, you fit the the rhythm, right? It's probably yeah, you, streets of Brazil versus. I mean, if you're going to say Brasilia, that's too many syllables. Yeah, like they shout out China Rio. later on. Yeah, you got to you got to find the ones that fit. Yeah, but you couldn't put in like Rio de Janeiro. That's <laughs> too many. Too, too many, many words. Too many syllables. syllables. Too many words. Um. Yeah. The yeah. video. The video. Are we talking about the video already? Um, I guess we talked uh, about. Maybe I, I jumped kind of over. The song is high energy. You get them yeah. trading back and forth on vocals. Um, you mentioned the bass line, which yeah has been like refined and made to be a distinctive element. Um, ape noises. Yeah, we talked about the Donkey Kong impressions. Uh, 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 uh. Big and dumb was something I wrote down. <laughs> so that's kind of your rock yeah, and roll big. element. I mean, I mentioned that the Kinks one is kind of amusing because. It's just, like, like, it's still the kinks. Yeah. You know? So you're like, ah, oh, I see that, I see that. Then it's not that great. But this one is still amusing because you're like, oh, there's some Mick Jagger in there, there's some Bowie. 80s Bowie, but, you know, it's still Bowie. Yeah, still Bowie. Um, and, like, it's amusing for that, but also it's stronger overall because they're just, at this point, stronger artists. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're on their A game here, brother. And, this, like, they do it to make a fun version of something. They're and not, they're definitely, this isn't... <laughs> Sorry. No, I was gonna say this isn't like artistic, like format play. Here. Right. We're not. We're not making like a new, like ooh, this is a rock and roll. It's like hey, here's yeah. a little pop this song is for like you. David Bowie and his pop star phase. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely both like doing their own thing because they're both pretty distinctive voices, right? Yes. So like, I, I mean, I don't know how they picked sections, but like they kind of trade off or sing together at various times. Mm -hmm. Kind of both have a verse and then. David yeah. Bowie takes the swinging swing records playing part. Records playing. That I mean, I don't know why that part's a solo bit because I don't think the other one is, but whatever. Yeah, well, it's you know they I, there is a bit of a slapdash element to this too, where it's yeah. just like we're just doing what feels right right now, and yeah. we're done. It's and on I mean, wax. It's it's survived until now. It's not like can you believe David Bowie and Mick Jagger did? It's like no, no, no we know. No, we know, we know all this about happened. this. It is remembered. It is remembered, and that is thanks in part to the music directorial efforts of David yep. Mallet. 
David Mallet. Uh, we he talked said, about David Mallet's work quite a few around. times. Yeah, he said, "Here, guys, I, I rented out a space. Let's just fucking <laughs> run around for six hours." Uh, I don't Something know. Like <laughs> British film and video director. He did the Under Pressure music video, Ashes to Ashes, Wild as the Wind, Loving and the Loving the Alien. All music videos we've discussed before. Yeah, we have talked about all of those. We've talked about all of those, among others. I picked those out. He's done quite a few, but I picked out the ones right. we talked about before. Um, so this is filmed in Spiller's Millennium Mills in London, which is a derelict flour mill. Apparently, this was also shown in movie theaters before the film Ruthless People, which Jagger uh, recorded the theme song for. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess he had to put more stuff because, I mean, that was post MTV, but it was still early days, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Music videos. Let's talk about this music video. Let's talk about this music video. I mean, it's a lot of them dancing around, kind of together, kind of not, or dancing and singing at each other because they get very close together when they're like shouting at each other. Yeah, they're like shouting at each other. So you open up on this blank wall and then they're shouting out the places. We see these feet stepping. True. They're they're getting energetic. And then. Whose feet are they? Who knows? I actually didn't check. We should be able to verify by looking at shoes. And I would guess. I would I guess Jagger. Jagger. I would assume that. So we see him swinging on a pole, doing that whistle. He's pretending to whistle. Yeah. And then he starts jumping around in this shot. We got McJagger on the scene. And we're like, okay, it's just McJagger. This is just a McJagger song. He's doing some big pantomime with the, the hands around his mouth for calling out. Yeah, it is his shoes. Yeah. Seven big wide eyes on this his man. Pants. But then we we shift. We go up and left to see who's on the scaffolding. David Bowie. Hands in his pocket, doing a little jig. Yeah, and then he jumps off of it, Alex. At 42 seconds, he leaps off the scaffolding. (gasps) Does some more dancing into the center of the frame. Yeah, he dances in a frame. We got him there. Then they move out to outside of this flour mill into just kind of the industrial area it's around. These two are dancing down the street. My next favorite moment is around like 103, I think, when we get a close-up on Jagger. Yeah. Hang on, yeah, it's. And he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, 105. <laughs> it goes right on his face. <laughs> and that's where you get this them staring right at each other and singing. They're touching each other. He, Jagger grabs Bowie's collar. They go back to back. Um, next best moment though is when in Bowie's solo section, uh, Jagger stops to get hydrated. <laughs> He does. He just picks up his water. Yeah, it's like a can of something. He's like cracking a cold one. That's true. I assumed it was water, but it's definitely in a can. It could be canned water. Yeah. And then he like preens himself. He does his hair a little bit while he lets Bowie do his thing. And he jumps in. And then they've got their like other section where they're like messing around with the doors. Yeah, there's two doors in this like hallway. Yeah, not It looks like they're just in a house, but I assume it's just part of said mill. Yeah. Inside the building. And it's like, Mick Jagger is, steps out of his door and then sings a bit and then he steps back in. And then David Bowie, does he step back in? Yeah, this, yeah. so they trade out and then he, David Bowie does this little hand on the belly, one hand in the air dance for, uh, for Brazil. And then they both come out for like the last one. But there's a bit, because Mick Jagger shoots, shouts back in the USSR, and I assume yeah. David Bowie's crawling up. Out under, of, yeah, under, to under the camera so he can uh, pop up. Out of up. frame so he can pop up on the other side from where we saw him before. That's so. right. 
Unexpected. So yeah, they're they're pulling out all the practical effects here to <laughs> to make sure we get the yeah, most. Yeah, it hide. definitely feels I mean there's an aspect of this that feels like teenagers in an abandoned still in an abandoned flour mill, obviously, you know? Yeah. Like just like messing around. Just goofing around, but they had a guy with a good enough camera. Yeah. And then and they like show you around and they're like, Oh, oh, how did you do that bit where you popped on the other side? It's like, oh, he's crawling underneath. <laughs> he's oh, crawling wow. underneath. <laughs> They got like a little dolly so they can slide so they can get dirt on his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> pull him out. Gotta go fast. Doesn't then we time. get we get him back in front of that wall from the beginning. David Bowie dancing facing the wall. Just like pointing at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Doing like the PlayStation home dance. <laughs> PlayStation home dance. Oh, I used to. Oh, that was a good that's, that's a bit of a deep, deep cut that's a, there. That's a deep cut there. PlayStation yeah, it's them dancing in these places. We've seen them dancing. What's crazy, though, the first time we see them outdoors around the minute mark there. I could be wrong here. No, it's quite yeah. dark out. And then compare it to the darkness at the end of the video. It's getting they're like the sun is rising. Yeah, it's all night. And then, of course, we get the we get the focus shot on them swaying their butts in unison and we freeze on that. Ah, uh, yes, classic. And that's this music video. Oh, freeze frame. It's got a freeze frame. It's got a fucking everything. freeze frame on butts. Oh, on butts? 80s, man. The 80s. What dog. I was ready to come in this week and like tear this thing apart and be like, what a dog shit project. I had so much fun watching this. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's I also ridiculous. watched. There's like the silent music video version of this. No. Oh, where you just like hear the noises and Yeah, grunts? it's like squeaking and they're kind of like mumbling the lyrics at each other. <laughs> and it's just like, like them like. Like panting and like their shoes squeaking and like it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny music video. Yeah. And they're dancing in a street for some of it. It's mostly <laughs> inside a flower yeah, mill, but like flower mill, but some of it looks kind of like a street, but also it's probably just like a path in said flower mill. Yeah. What a what a great piece of history. Yeah. What the else is there would to be say? Poorer if it didn't exist. Absolutely. It's up there. No, it's it's different from William Shatner's Rocket Man, but it's it's yeah. another piece of goofiness that I'm glad exists. Yeah. Um, another thing that exists though is a cover by the California Raisins. Yeah, Speaking the of goofiness. California Raisins. This one almost didn't make it in, but I accidentally put a song that was dancing in the street. Not this song. Right. It was the same title. It was a different, completely different song. Different the same song. title. Um. So I had to swap it out, and this is what got put in instead. It's from around yes. the same time period. The anthropomorphic raisins who sing R and B music. Sing R and B music. Yes, they're created to sell raisin bran. Yeah. And we're like kind of had they had a little like flash in the pan of fame, I think. Yeah. In the eighties. Um, I don't know if this is during that or not. This is nineteen ninety, so it's on the ass end if oh, okay. it is like um this there's also two versions of this. Cause I looked up like looking for a music video because they yes. were an animated band, but the version I found is actually different. Yeah, I I obviously came to the same conclusion. Quite a bit shorter. And not as good. Yeah, this version is better. Um, the I so 
Wikipedia says that the lead vocals for the California Raisins were provided by Buddy Miles. Yeah. I, I don't think that changed, so I'm accrediting this to him as this well. This performance to Buddy I didn't Miles, see a yeah. specific credit. Buddy Miles does a lot of music. He was part of Jimi Hendrix and his band of Gypsies. Cool. That was the big credit I pulled. There were other ones there, but that's... I know Jimi Hendrix. I saw that yeah. and I said, hey, Buddy but, Miles. Oh, yeah, his father was also a great bass player. Yeah. What's weird is that they got Buddy Miles on vocals. He's all—he's a known drummer. He's famous for being a drummer, and has like some quote where he's like, "People said I was the baddest drummer ever. If that's true, fucking sick," or something to that (laughs) effect. Like he's like, "Thank y'all so much. Like great." And then they're like, "We should get that guy to sing us fucking raisin." Yeah, I mean, he does a good job. He does a good job. Yeah, anthropomorphic raisin, and as a singer. Yeah. Um, the setup of this one, it's we're still, you know, it feels very 80s. It's later. Yeah. Um, so what is a decade, right? Yeah, what's a decade? Um, 10 years. 10 years. They, they um, keep telling me that. I keep telling them, but how does the 80s sometimes sound like the 90s and vice versa? The 90s. They're like, uh, can't explain that. The setup on this one is we've got, uh, it's kind of like it's a male lead vocal, but there's also yes. like a, a group of, of female backup vocals, mm-hmm. but one of them solos a lot. Yes. And then they kind of do like a duet situation. So it is a duet similar to the Bowie Jagger one. Right. But a little more well thought out, I think. Yeah. Like they were able to really segment out like who's going to say what and why they're saying that. Yeah. Rather than be like, this section's a solo, but the next time we come around, it's going to be both people. And also, I don't know. Let's shout out Brazil streets. <laughs> they got streets in Brazil, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got them all over that place. Um, yeah, this one is also a bit slower in tempo, which I think explains the, the 411 timestamp on it. Yeah. And yeah. uh, we open with the conceit of it being like a either a live show or such a large uh, gathering of raisins that there's like a lot of <laughs> chatter. Or they're literally on the streets. Yeah. But I think, I mean, the California Raisins had like concerts. I don't really know how it worked, if it was the same as like other more modern, like virtual bands kind of thing. Right. Random just had guys bands. in big, big raisin costumes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was that, there was a tour for, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, coming out of our shells. Yeah, where they were in costumes. Yeah, and I think they, I can't remember if it was Oprah they performed on or another daytime show, but they were out there. (laughs) They were getting their money. Is that Venus de Milo era? I don't know. It would be Um, close to it, I think. Yeah, I don't remember if she was part of that or not. It might have been just before um, it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the California raisins, baby. So yeah. yeah, we get these this these live noises, the sound of many people in a place, along with this like organ kind of drone coming in. This yeah, love organ, and it it does feel like that late eighties, early nineties, like pop, yeah, R&B sort of thing. I honestly think this version is like pretty decent. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's solidly built. Like you know, they they got some. The vocals are good, you know, the duet's good. Yep. Like I said, it's a little more well thought out. There's, like, kind of some new drums that c- in, like, the, the chorus section that's, like, exciting, you know? You right. Check out, like, 220 is my timestamp for that. I think it comes in a few times, but that's the one that I wrote down. Right. Like, Sorry, what was that timestamp again? 220. So, like, for that other section. So, it feels a little poppier. Um... And like, yeah, some strong vocal moments. If you keep listening, the right, everywhere yeah. around the world just after that, 226. Everywhere. So. 
I think I think it's a totally solid version. Yeah, I think you're right, vocally at least. I would argue that the instruments sound a bit cheap to me. A bit. Not as much as the animated version, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I will say, yeah, like, even the drums are a bit thin, like... But you, I think, say, similar to the original version, where the, the vocals carry so much of the energy and are just being supported by quite a massive backing yeah. section in the original, and this one smaller, but... Yeah, a groove. The, the the instruments come in and do their job. Yeah. <laughs> They're there, they put in the work, but you're right. That is pretty strong vocal performances on this. It sold it sold me. Um, hey. later on they do also have a breakdown with a little like kind of a dance like it's not a dance description song. It's not Or they tell you to swing from side bit, to side, and, right? Like step. They tell you to step. Yeah. I'm step like, yeah, you got to move it side to um, side. Yeah. So like in a song about dancing, it makes sense. A little bit of yeah, it's if you're gonna go off script, pretty yeah. good way to go off script. And then just like a lot of ad living in the outro. <laughs> yeah, just your big outro. Um, yeah. Um, yes, Alex. Let's talk about the other version of this though. More, more so focusing on the music video. Though we'll we'll t- touch on the instrumentation as well. Yeah, which like I you you said, very cheap. Didn't very dig synthetic. into it much. It just feels more like synthetic. Um, obviously, it's like that kind of like late 80s uh animation it definitely feels like again the ninja turtles could pop up yeah 100 like percent. street sharks and not yeah. feel out of place with all these like fruits and vegetables fruits and vegetables yeah so we open on what looks like a raisin doing construction work he might not be a raisin what is I he supposed to be he's a weird shape but i think he is he's the same color as the raisins yeah because we do see an eggplant i think later who's hanging out with the viking mushroom so he's not an eggplant He's just a pear-shaped raisin. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know. So, yeah, it's New York City, and, and like you kind of said, maybe the the original California raisins version is taking place in the street. This one is for sure in the streets. Yeah. They're out here, they're dancing, they're walking around. Um, Yeah, you got, like, a tomato holding up a boombox. There's, uh, they're, they're going to a place. It honestly reminds me a bit of the Lionel Richie music video for All Night Long. So they're <laughs> just like people similar. having a good time and in weird yeah. costumes all over the place. Pretty much. Um, in this universe, pickles or cops? All, only pickles? <laughs> well, just the one we see. I, I guess oh, there okay. could be other cops, but in this world, also all fungi are Vikings. So it's like, <laughs> I have to assume there's like, there's some, some very specific but unusual rules. Yeah, so you got raisins who sing and dance. You've got fungi who I uh, pillage, I guess, and <laughs> and then you've got pickles as police. Yeah, there's this sort of Statue of Liberty later on. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be a vegetable. It's, it's definitely green. a gardener. It's white. It's white. Yeah, because it's so a maybe statue. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a different statue. Anyway. No, it's definitely meant to be the Statue of Liberty because you mm. see that quote under it: "Come ye poor, ye uh, give us your oh. poor, you're tired, you're you're wired." Is it unwanted? <laughs> no, what will? Wankers. Wilted? It's wilted. wilted. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, because they're they're yeah. All <laughs> right. They're, they're fruits and vegetables. They're produce. Yeah, and then we okay. pull out. The whole city is swaying back for like literally the buildings. Yeah, the dancing. buildings. They're like on a boat. Or I guess they sail by on a boat. Yeah, some Which, are they boat leaving? sails are by. They, are they arriving? Is that? I think that's just a boat. In, is that an immigration like, thing? We cut back to the streets at the end. Everybody's just walking down the street. I think it's just to show that it's going to hit across the ocean blue. Maybe you're right. Maybe they are leaving. 
This is the arc that takes Dancing in the Street to the UK. To the UK. To UK. UK. Germany. <laughs> Took me a while to figure out what he said there. For <laughs> Have you anyway. seen? There's this video circulating around of like the Miss World competition. And I guess as part of this competition, every lady has to say the name of their country. And so they all like, they all scream it out in different ways. And then gets to France and she just like whiffs it so hard. She's like, France! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, vocal cracks there. It's pretty good. Worth a watch if you can find it. Um, probably not worth a watch if you can find it is Atomic Kitten in 2001. <laughs> Yeah, and I did watch a... Uh, Their live performance? The live performance. Are they all wearing white? They're all wearing white. What? I was shocked in that live performance that there was all, it was all seated. Yeah. I assumed no there would be dancing. a dance floor. No one dancing. It seems... I thought... I wasn't sure if it was an Atomic Kitten concert or just some kind of benefit. Because, like, the drums say Queen on them. Not that you couldn't do that, but the drums right. do say Queen <laughs> on them. Um... <sighs> But yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I guess it's hard to say. But before and they we kind of like come out, like they walk out. It's like, is this their opener? Yeah, the dancing in the street. Really that's a strange it. opener. He's in. And of course, it's a bit different from this version here. Again. Yeah, but that yeah, that one's live. This is just their yeah. recorded version. Um, who is the Tom McKinnon? They're an English girl group from Liverpool. From Liverpool, we talked about them for the tide is the high. tide is high. That's right. You didn't say that already, did you? No, but Very it was good. my next note, so... Sometimes uh, I miss things. Hey, it happens to the best of us and the worst of us, which um, you are. Yeah, although, I don't know, <laughs> I think the live version is more recent, but this is, this is like, 2001 or whatever, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And yeah, it's it's very two thousand one in that way. Like it trade all the everything's trades out trade out for synthesizers, but they sound better than the eighties uh, California Raisins ones, right? Um, and it, it, the drums are fat. Like it feels more like a, a dance track from two thousand one. Like someone probably wanted to play this in a club somewhere. Yeah, that's a, exactly what it feels like. So we yeah. start like heavily filtered with these drums coming through. We get the horn riff. It gets louder. That too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this is held up by that like dance, that 2000s dance drum. Yeah. Um, vocally, I mean, there's three of them. It's all kind of based around their three part harmonies. Yeah. Makes sense. Which kind of the original was too, right? Because Martha Reeves is one person and the Vandellas. Yeah, and the Vandellas. So. Yeah. Not that it's that much like it. Uh, no, it's. Uh... <laughs> But because it's, of all that, it's, yeah. it's a fast version, but it's a longer version. Yeah. Um, which is a little weird, but they have a guitar solo, which I was not expecting. Yeah, that was not great. Uh, yeah, not even the Kinks had a guitar solo in this one. <laughs> yeah, it was such that's such a confusing choice for Atomic Kitten. Like, I don't think they're known for guitar playing. I don't know. I mean, it was 2001, right? So I remember... I don't remember how long ago it was. In the last 10 or 12 years, there was like a headline that was like hip hop passes um, like rock and roll as the number one pop genre. And I was like, rock and roll is still that relevant? But I guess it so it shocked me a bit that it hadn't passed it already. And Right. So you're thinking that like an like R&B era. 2001. Yeah. Weird. In 2001, it was still like, oh, we got to 
still pander a bit to guitar to music. rock and roll. You I still have guitar still, solo in there. You know, I mean, kind of Britpop era. Yeah, I guess. Kind. I don't. I think it was like a bit after, but like no. You know, this is this a very. It's a very strange song to have a guitar solo in. It is it's a very strange guitar solo to have, and then they like slow it down they like do it, the power down right yeah and they're like no let's get back to the actual song you're like good choice why did you leave the guitar in there once you finished the track yeah yeah it was an odd one odd decision specifically maybe that's just what people wanted to dance to in 2001 i don't know i guess yeah this one i mean so many of them i say are amusing for various reasons this one just feels like such a time capsule yeah, it is a look into like 2001. I'm actually, like, I can kind of remember. Yeah. Just a little bit. But, you know, I was there, more or less. More or less. Um, yeah, I could do with less of this version, if I'm being real. <laughs> uh, it's a bit flat. It's a bit, it's yeah. what you expect from a, yeah. a random girl group. Uh, but you know what you don't expect in the year 2019 is to hear a song that was recorded in 1969 by Ivy Joe Hunter. There you will, this one's cool because we mentioned the name. I don't know if it's stuck, but Ivy Joe Hunter was one of the original composers of this song. Mm-hmm. First name the, George. George. Is that where the Joe comes from? Maybe. Ivy Joe. Yeah, it would make sense, George wouldn't Ivy it? Hunter. Ivy is a cool performing name performing name yeah you don't see it on dudes usually so hey look That's at this true. guy go yeah um what an unexpected version here we just talked about how unnecessary guitar solo is in this song but i might flip around on this one <laughs> honestly like i mean he you know famous for playing percussion tire iron on the original recording of course <laughs> yes but of like, course and i don't know his other material but this very much takes it in like a blues direction yes um and I mean, I feel like sometimes when you've got the original comp- or one of the original writers, they just have a different idea of what it could be and 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 they can't approach it from that different angle or or an idea of how it can grow and I really feel like this does that for sure. And and, and on top of that, I saw it called a standard. Um mm. Like an R&B standard. Um, and this is the first version that we're going to talk about today that really feels like it was taken in that standard direction of like using the song as a bass and then expanding on it. The other thing, we also talked about how it's repetitive. In fact, Martha Reeves, it's a Martha Reeves quote saying it's maybe a bit too repetitive. Yeah. Um, and this f- makes that make sense because it feels like, oh, the song is just a skeleton. And then the performer fills out the rest. Right. And really in this version, he's filling out the rest with a lot of ad-libbing and instrumental parts. And And instrumental parts, yeah. It's very cool. I would never thought to take the song in this direction. No. Um, So yeah, he rips in with this bluesy guitar. There's some good crunch on the instruments here too. Oh yeah. Got a bit of distortion coming in. And yeah, you set up this like blues groove once you get into it proper. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's got backup vocals too. Yeah. Colin. 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 All that good stuff. 
Yeah, and he still shouts out places. He shouts out Chicago and New Orleans and all that. Sound off Motor City. Like, so yeah, the structure is still there. He does feel the need to specify that girls are in miniskirts. Yeah, swinging. the girls in miniskirts uh, with their funky music. Mm-hmm. That part just feels very ad-libby to me. Yeah. Which I think it's good. It just feels like part of the sort of performance. Yeah, and it's part of the what makes this feel like blues music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Very nice. Yeah, like we get a little... buzzy bass? Yeah, that buzzy bass. What a choice. And ex- oh, like, man. what a choice and unexpected for a 1969 piece. I don't know if they did any like post-editing on this before releasing it, but that's such like a... 90s garage band or like sludge metal bass to throw on here. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean it was it was from this like unreleased 1969. Mm-hmm. Album, so it's entirely possible that there was some more production done after the fact, but yeah. it came together pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think so too. We break down to like drum and keys while he shouts out Philadelphia PA, Washington DC. Again, sounds very ad-libbed, even though he's just doing the regular lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, I, yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it had uh, such a good energy and still a bit of a groove. Like, you can still kind of dance to it, because there's like a bit of a groove. That's that rhythm. That's the rhythm part of rhythm. That's rhythm, blues. baby. He got the blues. He also has got the rhythm. Hey, Mr. DJ, play some of that rhythm and blues mm-hmm. music. Or... Play 2019's Guru. Guru, yeah, I keep putting this guy on the playlist. I don't know exactly why, but what? What else have we had? I know we've had him before. What else was he on? I don't remember now. He's I've put him on a couple times, at least one other time. At least one other time, yeah, because uh, I remember his name I coming see up. see him, and I'm like, ah, like the Digimon, but not quite. Oh, I always think of Metal Guru. That, that too. But, but like Metal Guru. Thing, right, Guru? I think, I'm thinking T-Rex, but yeah, Metal Guru Rumon, sure, as well. <laughs> Metal Guru Rumon. Uh, Is it you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's a joke for maybe just you and me. <laughs> just you, like, me? No, that John. I don't think John knows. I don't think John's a big T Rex guy. Did John you know does that? need TV, even when he has T Rex. That's his problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, shout Garou. out, John. Uh, Garou. He's French, Garou. French, French Canadian. French yeah. Canadian. I think he's more popular in like France, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Okay, one. he's on the Voice French edition where he did French a version voice. of this. I saw yeah, him sing this song on that. Um. On YouTube, I didn't. I don't watch The Voice for Hits. No, uh, and he was Quasimodo in, uh, in the musical. Oh, in a musical! If you said the Disney version, I was gonna lose it. No. Not that I'm a big fucking Hunchback of Notre Dame fan, but it'd be strange. Um, this is like your like your late night talk show band version. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get like a good read on this one. I don't know. It. I remember the previous one. I, I remember another cover of his we talked about starting very similar to like but like very exciting right thing. like fanfare um, and i really liked i think he's a good voice i really liked the i remember really liking the other version i might have even given it best but Shit, i don't think this is quite on that level um but it does have that very explosive intro and it very much like sets up a groove but did you notice the groove is pretty much 
uh, the changeling by the doors. Yeah. I'm sure it means it's like a blues standard blues rhythm or something like that. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you're talking about the doors, it's yeah. like it's stripped off blues typically. But it has that. Um, yeah. And we set up that groove. We get a lot of time for the saxophone to rip. There is. There's even two saxophone solos. Yeah. Um, so it's quite, which I think is in this song's favor, but it. Okay, know, Alex, uh, Lonely Boy by Guru was your wild card pick for uh, wild that card. episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds right. There you have it. That sounds about right. That sounds like you could, taking this and transplanting that, I can see it. Yeah. Um, this one feels a little more, or this one didn't really grab me. Ultimately, I, I kind of struggled. Uh, did it grab a girl, maybe, instead? It might have. <laughs> Told me to do it, too, but I was like, no, no thanks. She's like, I can't be doing that. Yeah. So. yeah, it's a bit like, whereas the previous version was, like, standard, but it's, like, from a dude who's mastered the form. This is, like, a dude who, like, knows a couple of blues hooks and things and some tricks, but he's, like, he hasn't really made his own name in it, so it feels a bit like borrowed pieces. Maybe. I do like the saxophone, though. I like that we're just letting the saxophone rip for a bunch of this. Yeah, it's a good sound in saxophone. There's a lot of that uh, with some horns, some, like, definitely a lot of, like, quick, uh, like, little guitar licks, and, like, the guitar strumming's very fast, and there's some, like, little quick horn parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's got a... I think it's got a decent sound overall. I don't know. It just didn't ultimately grab me that much, and I can't quite put my finger on why. It might just be even the back-to-forth of going to Ivy Joe to this. Maybe, yeah, because it was after Ivy Joe, and I was like, I, I yeah. was done. I was done on the last one. You're like, I, I clock out there. But no, I think I think it's a pretty solid version. Um, I like that things go buck yeah, wild. It's, it's decent. Be- it's perfectly decent. Yeah. And then he... Uh, he doesn't finish his last sentence. He doesn't. I didn't. Dancing in the. Dancing in the what? Dancing in the what, Guru? Supposed to be a fade out, but they forgot to fade it out. They forgot to fade out. Oh, no. Like, it's just very exciting. Dancing in the. And then the next song on the album, which is It's the Same Old Song. Which no, does it doesn't. Not start with a word. It does not start with it. I know. I checked. I checked the these things. Old song. <laughs> All right, Alex, it's time to break it down to our, our to final verdicts. Got three categories. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would play in an abandoned flour mill. Abandoned flour mill. Okay. Uh, Alex, what's the worst version worst of this? Version. You know, there were a couple questionable ones this week. For sure. But I, I feel like I'll, I got to give it to the kinks for like totally phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah it's fair uh, i feel like there's some other versions that could have a decent argument but ultimately it just it was like very flat lacking energy the arrangement didn't really have anything interesting going on it just didn't have anything going for it yeah and functionally i don't think you can dance to it like yeah atomic kitten version isn't good but, but you if it was can dance to street, it you could dance to it you could it dance to fun. it you might not be thrilled about it you might be like the audience at that martha and the vandales show where they just they kind of plain faced and clapping along but yeah. you can still still do it <laughs> plain faced clapping along <laughs> um but yeah the kinks i think i agree alex the worst yeah. version what is the best version i mean i think we kind of tip tip this one off too but uh ivy joe ivy joe slash yeah. ivy joe hunter it's credit to ivy joe here but there's another motown unreleased that calls him ivy joe hunter so i mean mm-hmm. i don't know doesn't matter that much 
It's got to be that one. It's the one that like took the song somewhere else as yeah. opposed to just kind of performing it. This it it expanded on it and it felt different and it felt exciting. Yeah, it was It was 1969. 1969, yeah, not even that long after the original. Five years after the original, and we, we take it in a wild direction that no one else is going to take it in. We get maybe close with Guru, but even then, not really. It definitely doesn't have the same something. Same something. Everybody else, like, picked a more obvious As approach. As Guru might say, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> hey, French guy. Pretty good. A little, little French-Canadian humor there. Um, but I can say quoi, and I say, yeah, Ivy Joe Hunter is the, <laughs> is the top this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex. You're you're hanging out with the boys in an abandoned flour mill, and We're you're about to get the party going. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's one that fits flour mill very well. All right, it's an abandoned uh, warehouse. It's just a warehouse. Oh, it's just a warehouse. Well, yeah, it changes raisins. everything. Uh, <laughs> it's California raisins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? I mean, yeah, California raisins. You know. Not the not the music video version, the album version. No, the album version. That, that stronger. Album it, cut, it has baby. a more it has a stronger sense of community because yeah. there's actually a group singing and it feels like a, a meaningful duet. Somewhat meaningful duet, you know. Still dancing in the street. Yeah, fucking A. But you know. Well, what the fuck? Oh, I'm just hearing my upstairs. Yeah, no, I was just hearing it. I, I wasn't sure what the fuck it was. Um, yeah, good choice, Alex. California Raisins. I'm going to be lame and predictable and go with David Bowie and Mick Jagger. It Fill out sense. that space. I'm going to try, I'm gonna try and jump space. off some scaffolding and probably injure myself. But it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. You'll be with friends in a warehouse. That's right. I'll, I'll remember it and have a good time. A flower warehouse. A flower warehouse. But not like flower, not like cooking. No, like, flour, a, like, like a floral warehouse. Which, uh, there's a really big flower warehouse in the Netherlands. <laughs> I believe like, that. It's really big. It's really big. Good for them, yeah. the Netherlands. Um, That does it, though, folks. That's our final verdict. You got different opinions, similar opinions. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, of which there are many. So Hit many. us up on Twitter. We're still there. Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy. At some Alex Wise. Guys, send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. And we'll, we'll take them. We'll look at it and we'll say, hey, maybe. I mean, what more can you ask for in life? I, I, I can ask you for a few things. One, rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. I think we're still at 3.9 on Spotify. Bring us over to that four star so I can just stop telling you guys about it. I'm sick of talking about it. You're sick of hearing me say it. That's why you don't listen to the end of the episode anymore. We used to be, you know, a special unit, but now I keep begging you for the same shit and you, you've walked away. But if you haven't, hey, give us a five-star. Check us, check us a little five-star, get us over there. Um, tell your friends and family about us and your neighbors, your coworkers, your, hang up some flyers or something. See if you get in trouble. And because we don't have a marketing budget. We have you, our, our lovely listeners. Um, but that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as Cover Me is there.